Now more than ever, people are focused on getting and staying healthy. Much more than primary care, PartnerMD provides affordable, individualized concierge care to help you make the most of your health without all the hassles of traditional health care. With highly trained physicians, medically advanced testing, and virtually no waiting, PartnerMD is better health care for an even better you. Visit PartnerMD.com to learn more. The we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pounds. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. All right. Joshua here. 86 bucks from podcast. We're back in this thing. I'm here again with Slavin from Boxing Haven. And you know how we do. Yeah. Give you boxing action, boxing talk, all that good stuff. All right. Um, so, yeah, April seventeenth. That's gonna. This is gonna go down as a very busy boxing weekend. In actuality, there were like four major network cars that were going on: uh, the Zone, ESPN, Fox, and Triller. I guess the verdict's still out on Triller, but they seem to have money to blow, and they seem to be getting some pretty top guys over there, at least uh, in their first iterations of hosting boxing. And I think it's a very fun show just overall. But we're going to kick things off with the zone for the biggest fight of the weekend, which was Demetrius Andre taking on Liam Williams. And this was for the WBO middleweight title. Uh, Slavin, I know that you are able to catch that. Uh, I want to get your immediate thoughts following what turned out to be a pretty – pretty decent fight you know and it turned out to be uh, a little bit more competitive in spots than uh i expected it yeah definitely i mean uh it started quite uh i should i say unexpectedly because andre he he it looked like he was trying to to end it rather quickly you know because uh in the first round he had uh, Liam williams hurt uh, like some, I don't know how many seconds after the, the start, but it was, uh, and then, then in the second, of course, he had him down, uh, which was uh, uh, kind of a surprise to me, but uh, anyway, I knew that Andre, he can hit, of course, he has the power to do that, but Williams was, uh, yeah, I thought just a little bit too tough to <laughs> to be knocked down like that. But, uh, you know, it can happen to to everyone, I guess. Oh, yes. I I guess he didn't really expect such a strong start, maybe, I don't know, from Andre, who who is known for not always being so, you know, in a hurry, maybe. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, but uh, I thought after... The first two uh, rounds, then uh, Williams kind of had a comeback, you know. He won the ne- the next two, third and the fourth. And then uh, the next four were pretty much uh, Andre, uh, you know, dominating. But yeah. he, he was trying to, uh, to really catch, you know, Williams flush, and he did actually do that, but he didn't really, really catch him with anything so hard, you know, that like yeah. in the second round. So, and then Williams kind of had another comeback after the eighth round, and uh, 
in my eyes, he kind of, some of those runs were a little bit difficult to score, you know. Oh, But yeah, definitely. I kind of gave, <laughs> I know you, you will not agree, but I gave Williams the ninth and the tenth and maybe the eleventh as well, actually. <laughs> so, and then, All of right. course, Andre, he came back and he took the twelfth. Without a doubt. So, yeah, he okay. won. So, yeah. yeah. My score actually was uh, 115 to 112. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You had it a lot closer than I did uh, by a pretty uh, sizable margin. I had it one, uh, 118-109. And, and I know there were some others the, that had it similarly. Yeah, that's the same as one of the, the judges, I Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I believe, yeah, 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 it is the case. Uh thought maybe it was like two of them that had it there, but one of them mm. had it closer. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, I think I do agree that there were some very close rounds that could have gone either way. Uh, I can't remember which the exact ones, but I do remember distinctly in a couple of them. Uh, I said, you know what? Uh Williams could have uh, realistically won that round. And I think the reason I may have given it to Andre in some of those closer rounds is because I just thought he was landing some very clean shots, especially with that right uppercut. He was able to land that on a recurring basis. And when it did land, it was legitimately snapping Williams's head and, He never really found a true answer for it all night. Now, it was a rough-and-tumble fight. One thing, I knew Williams coming in, he was going to be game. I actually like Liam Williams, and I know we were discussing, like, how was uh, yeah. old Chunky Smith, Liam Smith, how was he able to uh, take out Williams? But beefy. it seems that this version – oh, yeah, ch yeah, Beefy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Beefy Smith. Uh, uh, yeah, so, it, yeah, I was wondering, like, how he was able to stop him. But this version of Williams, I feel – Uh, would give old Beefy problems for sure. Yeah, uh, they yeah. may even defeat him at this point, definitely. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he should be able to do so. Um, but I thought that Williams showed that he has a chin, he's game, he has heart, he was coming nonstop. He made it a made it rough and tumble. He had he, you know, he threw in a little bit of dirtiness at times, uh, craftiness, uh, some would call it, but. Is what you need to do to try and get in the head of Andre. And I think that he found success in some areas and spots in doing so. And that played out in his favor because ultimately he was able to hang in there and force Andre to be 100% on his game the entire fight. And that's even after getting up off to the canvas. So mm. overall, yeah, I think um, I do feel that Demetrius Andre won And I stand by my scorecard. But that being said, even with that margin of a wide scorecard that I had, I think it still was a fairly close fight. Just if you look at sort of the peaks and valleys that were involved with it, they were pretty much right on each other. Uh, and I, I thought the story was pretty much Andre's elusiveness and accuracy Uh, with that uh, right uppercut versus Williams' ruthless yeah. aggression, his tenaciousness, and he was smothering Andre. So I say he was really one of the first ones that really put Andre in in very, very uncomfortable spots. Yeah. 
Definitely, I, I think uh, the main uh, <clears throat> uh, difference between the two was the fact that uh, Andre was, <coughs> sorry, a lot of, a lot more. Uh, he he was able to land the cleaner shots simply. Yeah. Um, Williams he landed a few good shots, especially in the. Uh, like last half of the fight, and uh, mm-hmm. he did. Uh, but uh, there were, I mean, uh, he, I remember he also had uh, Andre hurt, that, but I don't remember what round, yeah. maybe the, the ninth or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember a shot where he did catch Andre while Andre was kind of bending, trying to, you know, yeah, duck so. and elude a shot. <laughs> uh, and it did look like it landed, and he really felt that, and he tied up immediately. Yeah, so that's true. But uh, overall, there uh, Williams wasn't able to really, I mean, get behind or penetrate that defense, or enough, I guess, <laughs> to be able to score a stoppage. You know. Or, or... Yeah, yeah. You know, and I, I looked back a little bit earlier. Actually, I was surprised, but that was Andre's first fight since like January of twenty twenty. Uh, And I know the pandemic came about and all of that, but I felt like his name was being thrown out there all year. Yeah. And even at the beginning of this year, and this will have taken him to well over a a year out. So I thought that's pretty, uh, a a pretty decent showing considering he had a fairly inactive year plus over uh, these last, over this last period of time. And, uh, and I would think that, after healing up and all that stuff, this fight in itself probably makes him a, or, or gets him a little bit more to where he was or, or gets him a little bit stronger as far as facing whatever that next challenge may be. And speaking of that, that is a big question, not only for uh, Andre, but even Williams, uh, what will happen next? Yeah. Now, I do know that they had some info out there that currently Triple G is in talks for a December 31st fight with uh, Ryota Mirada, which I think Eddie Hearn summed it up uh, properly. Like, we're in April. He's planning for a yes, December yes. fight. But I don't know if this means that Triple G is just intending to sit out this entire time until he gets to that point, or if he would actually uh, take on the likes of an Andre, who's certainly going to be more tougher for him than, say, Murata, who is more adept, more, uh, he would more be willing to step in and exchange with Triple G, I think, more so than Andre, who Triple G would have to try and find the entire night. Yeah, but, you know, at the same time, Triple G is now like 39, I believe. So mm-hmm. I, I do believe he still has, of course, something left. In the tank, he's not completely dry yet. Or, but uh, of course, uh, he has had a few, you know, his wars with Canelo and uh, Danny Jacobs, yeah. and they have kind of put a, a, a dent in him, definitely. And of also yeah, yeah. that guy, Derevianchenko, as well. So, oh, yeah, that was a tough fight for him right yeah, there. Yeah, so many kind of thought that he should have lost that fight, actually. I, I, mm-hmm. I haven't seen it yet. 
<laughs> but anyway. Yeah, I did watch it, and yeah, many did think he lost it. I thought Triple G edged him slightly, but you know, if I watch it again, you know, I could feel differently because it was a very close fight, and both of them uh, put a lot out. Yeah, and then Shane Quizen, that actually, to my surprise, it was the other day that I found out that he's already 35, actually. He's, so he's not a really oh, young yeah. guy, you know, he's not that much younger, but he started yeah. a lot later as a pro than, mm-hmm. than Triple G, so, you know, that all counts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know, yeah. maybe it's like uh, he's on his last leg, definitely, Triple G now. And he, yeah. I guess, thinking of securing another big money, a big payday. You know, yeah, so. I was thinking about that as well. Of course, uh, if he goes over to Japan, this is likely going to sell out over there uh, yeah. with uh, Murata and him being a champion that they back. Uh, same would be the case for anyone going over to fight Inouye in some major fight. Mm-hmm. It would be a big money fight in Japan. Or, or wherever it's held, theoretically, uh, because it, as we've been seeing as of late, they're really just looking at multiple spots and generally are willing to take the biggest offer, it seems. And he's always, I mean, people always uh, come to, to watch him, of course, because he's got that fan-friendly style. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's always looking for a knockout, you might say, and yeah. Yep, so yeah, he has a uh, IBF and IBO championship. Murata has a WBA, so that would make for an interesting uh, matchup. Oh, yeah. And ultimately, if, uh, so the WBC, yeah, that's Charlo. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if we ever get to a full undisputed unification fight, um, yeah, which Charlo. may yeah, be unlikely. Charlo. Which yeah, may very well be a, I don't know. I would prefer. Uh, maybe I think think I would favor Murata over him because of Triple G. You now, but uh, it's you not would favor like, Murata over Triple G. Yeah, if they fought. Okay. Yeah, it's but it's not like I would really. I'm saying, oh, he's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gonna doubt. win for sure. You know? No, no. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah. But <laughs> I just kind of favor him on paper, at least. You know. Because he is yeah. younger and uh, he's a little bit also hung- more hungry, I guess. Now, still. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, Triple G has really accomplished a lot already. So, you know, he yeah, I, yeah, I think, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I feel like I understand, yeah, favoring Murata for sure. Um, and Triple G, uh, his last fight, I, I, can't remember the guy's last name. I know his first name was Maxim. The uh, the I think he was Polish fighter, a Polish or Swiss fighter. But I think it was Polish. Um, that could have been considered smoke and mirrors because he didn't really have any power to truly test uh, Triple G. Yeah. And Murata, uh, for what it's worth, he he is a pretty decent puncher, so I can understand him being favored. I slightly favor Triple G because I think Murata would find himself at some point exchanging. And I feel like Triple G probably still has a, a decent amount of pop left there in the tank. But, yeah. of course, um, you know, time will certainly tell, it, it, especially with uh, him being a little bit more inactive uh, by comparison to when he first stepped on that world stage, of course. Yeah, you know, as they say, power is the last thing to go, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
course, you know, we have seen that before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. You had seen some guys in the twilights of their career uh, get some major upsets in there. Yeah, uh, those right. you think would have been gone. Uh, Forman, nineteen ninety four. Perfect example, right there. Perfect yeah. example. Now, um, so yeah, with that, I think that I would love to see a Demetrius Andre versus Jamal Charlo fight. Oh yeah, that'd and be a dynamite fight. <laughs> And I think that Eddie Hearn makes some good points as far as, if I recall correctly, and I would have to look this up to confirm, the first time around they made an offer of like $7 million or something of that tune to face uh, Charlo. That's what I heard uh, or read somewhere. Um, Who knows? But I feel like that, I feel like there's been a lot of chatter, especially with Jamal Charlo in varying stages of him being a 160-pounder with uh, various guys, whether that's Danny Jacobs, uh, David Benavidez, uh, Demetrius Andre. But outside of Derevianchenko, in the last probably three, four years, that's really the only true fight that people yeah. uh, saw as being a, a real test for uh for Jamal Charlo, uh, and yeah. and that makes it interesting to see if he'll actually face Demetrius Andre, who is out there. And as Eddie put, he did look vulnerable. I think Charlo has some decent power <laughs> for sure, and he's shown that he's a very good boxer. And his jab is is a top tier, top level jab. So why wouldn't he take that fight? Yeah, exactly. Why not? I don't know. Really, I was so surprised when he. Chose to fight, you know, that small guy, what's his name, Brandon Adam, Adams or something. Oh, Brandon Adams, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when he all, it was like, what the hell, where did they find him? Like, why, why is he fighting this tiny guy? I mean, now, now, now to Brandon Adams' credit, I have seen Brandon Adams a, a number of times. I think he's a pretty good boxer. He's yeah, a, and he, he, he's he a smaller, strong. he has a little mass. Yeah, but, he looks pretty you know, yeah. tough, strong for his side. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He is pretty, uh, he, he's, he's, he's a very decent fighter, but he definitely not be, or he's shown that he hasn't been able to beat one, anyone at that, yeah, what we consider exactly. elite level. Yeah. But he's yeah. up there in the mix as a contender for sure. Yeah, definitely. Maybe a gatekeeper or whatever you call it. <laughs> I don't know. Well, he just scored an uh, upset over an up-and-coming uh, fighter out of uh, uh, Ukraine or something of that nature. Um, so, hey, he's looking to probably get back in uh, title contention. Whether or not that actually happens, though, is another story. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's always interesting to see guys, you know, that are fighting uh, – they are smaller, but fighting a higher weight than they yeah. kind of look like. They don't. They don't belong. You know. Yeah. 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 I think the thing with him, he has a lot of muscles, a lot of mass. So yeah, I think that's one of the drivers for him I being like around Mattel that weight. Griffin, you know, and one seventy-five. Yeah. Very short, but very, very muscular solidly built yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely uh, but yeah you're right in, in that regard uh when charlo faced him he wasn't able to get adams out of there and adams had been uh stopped before uh so yeah i, I think that it's kind of show improved time for charlo because as of late you know he had been 
chattering back and forth with David Benavidez, uh, speaking about fighting him and all that stuff. And then after David Benavidez picked up a win in his last fight, yeah. uh, Charlo said that he's seemingly, to, to paraphrase, not interested in just looking yeah. to fight Canelo, <laughs> which is disappointing considering uh, he was a main part of that back and forth with uh, Benavidez. He was one of the main ones that sparked it. So he's got a – I think this is a show-improved type of a year for him as far as what he does after this fight that he has on the schedule, um, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see what he really is going to do for the uh, for the remainder of this yeah. year and, and moving forward. And speaking of Charlo, I believe Tony Harrison had a fight last night. Did you see what that was? Oh yes, yes, I did see did see that. So that's another uh one of the bigger fights, uh shifting from the zone to Fox. This is a Fox headliner. I was able to watch it. He took on Brian Perella. Did you yeah. did you catch it or no? No, no, that that's why I was okay. just curious what happened. <laughs> yeah, so it ended up being a split draw. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh and it was uh I won't say it. Excuse me. It wasn't an overall like bad performance uh, from either fighter. I thought it was a bit uninspiring as far as being the main event for this Fox card. Yeah. Uh, Tony Harrison, you know, he's being trained by his uh, brother at the current moment. His father was previously his trainer who passed away this past year, oh. unfortunately. Um, so he's this is his first time getting back in the ring since then. And Brian Perella, he's trained by Roy Jones Jr., so he has a nice pedigree in his corner as far as uh, what he'll do moving forward. In all actuality, uh, I actually thought that um, a case could be made that Perella won that fight, to, to be honest with you. Um, but we know how it is. He ended up, uh, yeah, Tony Harrison ended up getting the getting uh, one of the judges to uh, see the fight in his favor. Yeah. And then, of well, course, one had it a draw. He is the bigger name. And, uh, yeah, yeah, he he was the bigger name. So I won't say it was necessarily home cooking. It ended up being a draw or whatever. But I will say that I don't know if it does much for Tony Harrison as far as him wanting to try and pick up a title again. Uh it just seems that this fight just kind of left us in uh, purgatory. I, I think that's the word they say, um, because I don't think he showed enough to warrant a title shot. Uh, maybe they'll run it back. Uh, it seemed to be uh, a pretty uh, tough fight for Harrison, and that could have been for a multitude of reasons. But uh, Perella, hey, he showed some great – it showed that, uh, hey, he's a real fighter up in there. But, um, you know, yeah, me, just overall not inspiring. Yeah. To me, Tony Harrison always looked like he kind of uh, lacked something. He had uh, – he has he has pretty good boxing skills. He has pretty good power. But he has been stopped, like, you know, against Willie Nelson, for instance. Yeah. And uh, – I I think some other guy they both stopped him in the ninth round because he was kind of fade, you know, in the in the later yeah. rounds, just simply, yeah. and uh, he would get destroyed. Yeah, 
And I think uh, in, in this fight, he actually um, he showed a he, he didn't fade in a similar capacity to what he's done in some of his bigger fights. He actually started out slow and he came on in the mid to later rounds a, a little bit. And he kind of just stayed on par with Torella. But to, for him to be viewed as an equal to the likes of uh, Jamel Charlo, um, Jared Hurd, etc. Yeah. Well, even though we haven't seen Hurd in a while, but some of the others at 154 to still be viewed in that light, yeah. yes. I think that he will have needed to to really uh, do better, beat, defeat, maybe in an impressive fashion, Bryant Perella, and he was unable to do so, do so. So I think it just leaves a lot of question marks. Okay. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that's the way it is sometimes. Yeah. I was going to mention that of that card, you know, the best fight that seemingly was on that card ended up being this guy I saw for the first time as a Nigerian. His name is... Uh, F.A. Tabor, I could be wrong, uh, Apochi, and he took on this guy uh, named Dion Nicholson. Now, both of them came in undefeated. This Apochi, this Nigerian fighter, he was 10-0 with 10 knockouts, and Nicholson, he was 14-0 with 13 knockouts. And ultimately, it came down to Apochi really showing that he had brute strength and and he was going to be a player at cruiserweight. This was a cruiserweight fight. Oh, right. uh, they both came in. Uh, I know uh, Nicholson was at about 193. Apochi was uh, a bit higher than that. Uh, but he ended up – he he was he's like a massively built cruiserweight, and he seems to have power in both hands. And he picked up a, another stoppage, and – he didn't ever look in trouble, even with this other guy coming in who was undefeated and seemingly had power. Uh, he, he, he never looked in trouble. I think if you check out that fight, you'll see what I'm saying. It was a third-round KO, and I think he could be a player at uh, at uh, Cruiserweight, especially with his power taken into account. Um, we'll just have to see you know, how he continues uh, to look as we see more of him. This was my first time seeing him, at least, but it's a name to look out for. Uh, F.A. Apochi, okay. Nigerian. Uh, I so, know these Nigerians. I, I don't think I've never seen a Nigerian boxer below c- cruiserweight because they are also <laughs> real big, heavy, muscular, yeah, 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 <laughs> very strong, yeah. muscular guys. You know, yeah, yeah, definitely. I have even seen a, a light heavyweight from Nigeria. They are all, all either heavyweights yeah. or cru- cruisers. I think the one guy, uh, I think he was at like, uh, you remember, uh, uh, Coyote or. Yeah, he was a loser. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? He ended up fighting, uh, losing to Tarver or something like that. Yeah, Tarver, that guy, he was like (laughs) a little bit nuts. Yeah, I can't remember. I think it was Coyote or something. It was yeah, Latif Coyote. Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, Latif Coyote. Yeah, he, he was one of those guys who was uh, he, he sort was of built like that. Was, he was blaming actually the, the the network. He said, "Let's go to HBO. Let's go to HBO." Just, <laughs> stuff. It's just yeah. because it's showtime, and you know it's. it's <laughs> Latif, yeah, he's funny. Yeah, he had a little run there. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, but you're right. So, yeah, this should be uh, 
yeah, things should be looking up for uh, for Apochi. I'd be interested in seeing him again. So I think that was probably the highlight of that Fox card for sure. Yeah. Oh, the aliens start coming. <laughs> I got oh, a yeah. light here. <laughs> because, oh, yeah, uh, I see it. I see it. It's <laughs> a re- reflection from a, a door. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it is pretty crazy. Be on the lookout. <laughs> okay, pretty weird, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny, but... um. I was thinking yeah. uh, back to the zone card. Uh, there's this guy Carlos Gangora, you know Carlos Gangora, who uh, really I had just saw yeah. for the first time. I when just he missed that fight when I arrived. Okay. I, mean, I I wasn't. I didn't even know they were gonna show it. You know, in in this yeah. I mean time when when it's well, before before midnight. Okay. So, and then okay. a friend tells me, you're going to watch uh, that fight, Andre, and I said, no, it's in USA. No, you, you can watch it now. Like, <laughs> Oh, okay. So okay, was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you missed that then. All right. Yeah, there were uh, a couple of good ones on there. But Gungora, he defeated Christopher Pars- uh, Pearson's uh, it was a eighth-round stoppage. Right. And, you know, he has an IBO belt. I only became familiar with him in his last fight because he took on Ali Akhmadov, a Kazakh fighter, who, oh, yeah. for all intents and purposes, was headed on a pretty high trajectory, viewed as someone who would become a contender and ultimately a title is probably sooner than later. Yes. And Gungora was able to beat him back in December. So... I saw that Matchroom signed him sometime shortly after that. I think he was brought in as a deponent, as an opponent, because he's Ecuadorian. Yeah, yeah and you never that, know. Uh, before that, yeah. I also think one of those other, maybe from Uzbekistan, he lost. He was also very like, uh, yeah, very highly like you know how do you say touted, and then yeah, he, yeah, he just suddenly lost by a knockout to this Russian Fedosov, I believe. And he okay, was, he was called. Uh, I think I watched that fight. Um, yeah, I think it was Majido, something like that. Yeah, yeah, Mohammed, yeah, I know. yeah, was, was, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Uzbekistan has a lot of good fighters oh, out there yeah, right now. Really, they're, 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 true, yeah, this is true, like their moment. True warriors, killers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, so yeah, that kind of helped Gangora get on the map, uh, getting that win, and and he looked good against Pearson's and really messed up his eye. Pearson's eye was super swollen. It may have, uh, yeah, I don't know what it could have, something could have been broken or whatever. But he was really getting tagged up by Gangora, who who seems to be a pretty solid uh, super middleweight, and he could make things interesting. He can box, he can punch seemingly. Uh, so he could make things interesting at 168. Uh, I don't know if he has the name. Well, I guess with Canelo, you don't necessarily need to need the name value, but if he continues to look impressive, it'll be interesting to see if uh, Canelo does anything and wants to fight him. Uh, I know that IBO isn't necessarily viewed in that same light, even though we see it referenced more as the other four major belts, but Hey, it could be something of note uh, to see what takes place in the future, considering uh, Canelo has been working with DAZN, or yeah, he's been working with Masterroom and DAZN. So yeah. maybe that's something down the line if Canelo is truly continuing with that intent to uh, 
become undisputed at 168, maybe we see him yeah. even uh, face the Gondora in the future. I, I watched the interview from last year, and he said he was not going to concentrate on 168 because he felt yeah. that 175 was a little, you know, a little more of a risk, I guess, you know, because yeah. those are bigger guys. They hit harder, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. He, uh, yeah, he would definitely have to go through some uh, major firepower yeah. to get a belt at one seventy five. Yeah, I right. mean, even even Bivol, he he can punch a, a decent bit. You know, is even though he may not be known as a, a sort of a power <coughs> guy, Bivol actually can yeah. put together punches well, and he yeah, has a yeah. decent number of knockouts. Yeah, I mean, he's become. <laughs> More like a boxer. Before he was, you know, scoring some good knockouts. Uh, yeah. Pretty eye catching, but now he's become more like a guy who wins on points. Uh, I don't know why, but I guess. Yeah, and. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think it's that, you know, he has, he's got the belt, and I, I really like people. I think he's a great all around fighter. Um, but I think he, you know, he's been content with definitely uh, making sure he gets the W by any means. Yeah. And his name is seemingly the one that's grown around most It's as far as who Canelo may ultimately face at 175. I think it probably works out in Canelo's favor to take on the likes of uh, Bevo or uh, Joe Smith Jr. Yeah, even Joe was about to say. <laughs> because from a fundamental perspective, Joe is good or he, he's decent, but he's, he's yeah. not – an elite level fundamentalist and yeah, he's been able to be outboxed in the yeah. past. He's a puncher who kind of maybe recently was taught to box a little. <laughs> so yeah. that's how it is. I, I think, yeah, that's why. Yeah, and he looked good over his last several fights. Yeah, uh, definitely. He didn't look very good against, um, in this last one against Maxim Vlasov, but he, but he, you know, he, yeah. hey, whether it's, I was a little uh, disappointed. I, I thought he would stop Vlasov eventually, but Vlasov has he never been stopped. So, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, and he landed some good shots. Uh, I think Vlasov probably gained a, a more mass amount of respect yeah. uh, with that fight against Joe Smith Jr., who many think that he may have won. Uh, I didn't score it, but... Could I see Vlasov winning that fight just based on what I saw? Without a doubt. Um, so he's very experienced, I, I, also, and uh, yeah, also taller than uh, Smith. Quite. Yeah, tall. and he was, and he had fought at cruiserweight, so he's come down. <coughs> yeah. uh one seventy-five. So six foot three and a half, I believe, something like that. Yeah, so it makes things interesting because I'm, I'm sure that Joe Smith Jr., that's not a fight. He's not going to want to rematch with uh, Vlasov. Yeah. Uh, so he's probably going to go for that big money fight, which signs seem to be headed towards him and uh, B, uh, not Bebo, but um, someone who is, you know, beatable, you know, so simply. And that he yeah. knows that he can knock out, I guess. Uh, he has a good chance of yeah, scoring a knockout against. Yeah, yeah. him and uh, Arthur Berbia would be a exciting that, fight. That would I be, would think. yeah, very exciting. 
But I yeah, think better he, be a wins that fight, most likely. Yeah, same here. Same here. I, I do agree. The only thing that I see stopping uh, better be at this particular point is time itself, you know. Yeah. That's the only thing I see stopping him because he is. The future will be amazing. And that's all well and good. But what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400-horsepower Nissan Z. Or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel anytime. Hi, it's Carl Deichler, CEO of Beachbody. And I'm giving away 10,000 free memberships a week to try our amazing Beachbody fitness and nutrition programs. Pick any program and just follow it step by step, like our 21-day fix program or the ab shredding muscle burns fat program. Plus, there's free support in personalized fitness groups with our community of over 2 million members. Now is the time, so don't wait. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. What thirty five, thirty six now, somewhere in there. Yeah, um, something like that. Yeah. He, so that's what that's what's going to be to stop him. I, I he's believe. been kind of waiting also too long, I guess. You know, he hasn't fought enough. I think. Uh, yeah, he had week. a period. Yeah. yeah, he had a period where he was going through some promotional issues, and he had oh, a yeah, long right. sort of gap or break where he wasn't fighting. And you're in. This is while he was. Still a hot name just being talked about, but he was unable to uh, get any uh, major fight. So that has definitely done him a disservice yeah. in some sense. He, but he has, of course, uh, very pretty good motivation because you know, he's like a hero to his own people, and they. Oh yeah, he's right now the only one you know. I think that is uh, from uh, that area that is. Uh, World champion, okay, doing very well. There are some other maybe prospects from uh, Chechnya and you know those those places. Yeah, I there is that guy Umar Salam. Yeah, that's right. But uh, who's that? He's a light heavyweight. Umar Salamov. His name. Uh, Okay. Yeah, Yeah. but he's not. He doesn't look like. He's gonna get too far because he's already been beaten by uh, someone who is not, <laughs> okay. you know, like a top, top, top fighter. So anyway. Okay. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, but yeah, I know that. Uh, yeah, better be. Uh, yeah, he has that respect and stuff. Uh, yeah. You know, back home, and generally, if you bring up his name in boxing, uh, I think. For those who are fans of the sports, they, you know, really have nothing bad to say about him. They view him as an elite top tier fighter in this sport. Yeah. Uh, and, and they understand that. Yeah. He's just, uh, I mean, simply been, uh, how do you say it? Simply been uh, awesome. I mean, so far. Quite yeah. uh, intimidating, yeah. Also, the way he's knocked, yeah, yeah. knocked out everyone so far, you know. uh, yeah. And he, he's knocking out the you know elite level guys. Yeah, uh, some of those guys like were Gavosti. you know were pretty good, you know. So uh, and for him to stop Gavosdik in the way that he did, I think that opened up yeah. even more eyes. 
the thing that probably did it for me was seeing the way he destroyed Tavares Cloud uh, several years yeah. back. Tavares Cloud still seemed to be pretty formidable and a strong fighter, uh, but he better be have just absolutely destroyed him. No, Cloud, yeah, I liked him. I remember when he first became the yeah. champ and then he beat Glenn Johnson. He looked good against Johnson, who wasn't yeah. yet shot. And <laughs> so, but then yeah, he yeah. kind of, I guess, he started, as they say, resting on his laurels a little bit too much, maybe. I don't uh-huh. know what happened. And then he stopped, uh, you know, developing, you know, whatever. Yeah, I just recently uh, ran across his name, and he had been out and hadn't fought since, like, 2016 or 2017, but he actually had a fight, um, I think it was last year. Oh. Uh, and it, it's, this was one that went under the radar that I don't re- recall even hearing anything about. I thought he was, like, officially retired and done. Yeah. But he has fought within this last year or, or whatever, and I don't know if that means he's going to continue forward or not, but... Yeah, there have been several such unexpected comebacks in the last five years or something. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the came back uh, last year, you know. Yeah, you had Razor Radok, for instance, coming back. Like, nobody would have ever expected that. <laughs> uh, I had, uh, like, now during this time frame? Yeah. Like, he's trying to make a comeback? No, no, he already did it in 2015, oh. yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, I didn't even know that. But he only had, I think, uh, he won two fights, was it, and then lost the third, and he retired. Yeah, that's right. Okay, I was surprised because I know, I think it was probably earlier this year, or it was last year, I saw him hitting the bag in a video where it kind of alluded to him trying to show that he was still in the gym and still active right around the time the Tyson Jones pay-per-view stuff was at its height. So that's why I was thinking, did he try to make another comeback of some sort, or is he trying to make one now, which wouldn't at all be surprising considering what is going on as far as the world of exhibition, etc. Yeah, that's that's the thing, yeah. Yeah, maybe it's going to be an exhibition, uh, yeah. Yeah, I've been but yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think he looked good hitting the bag. He, he looked like <laughs> an course. older guy who shouldn't be trying to box anyone, and he was just hitting the bag. But you know, you can't stop anyone. And speaking of that, of course, you know there was talk of Tyson doing an exhibition with uh, Holyfield, and that oh, yeah. ended up uh, kind of coming off the table. But what I've seen in recent days actually is that. Holyfield's intending to take on Kevin McBride in. Oh, I don't know if it's an exhibition or an actual match, yeah, uh, but I know we discussed this before. Yeah, I just don't see Holyfield competitively as the exhibition type. I think he's gonna go hard regardless because that's just been his nature <laughs> his entire career. Uh, McBride is like a punching bag, I think, oh, especially by now. <laughs> He was never yeah. that, that hard to hit, anyway. and yeah, I, I, yeah, I did see something about it on, on YouTube, but I thought it was something old, you know. But then I no, forgot. I think yeah, that actually, yeah, I think it's legit. Yeah, I forgot that it wasn't Hall, Hallfield that fought 
McBride was Tyson at 14 with yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, I think it's legit. Excuse me. I think they're trying to actually put it on Triller. Uh, and, yeah, I don't know what at what stage it's in right now, but I do know that I've been seeing things in the last several over the last several days uh, that have kind of, made me think that it's, it's something yeah. that is actually going to happen, you know, mm. which is interesting. And I think what what is sparking this even more so is the fact that uh, the Tyson Jones Triller event did two million pay per view buys, and that's a major number. That was the biggest since uh, I guess Mayweather McGregor. At, uh, that was the biggest pay per view uh, sort of peak since yeah. Mayweather <laughs> McGregor, which was in 2017, and Tyson did this in 2020, having not fought since 2005 or whatever. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> and I think it had some of these older fighters coming out and thinking, you know what? Hey, maybe I can come back and cash in on this wave. Even though we know yeah. that Tyson, of course, is one of the most popular boxers ever, uh, yeah, uh, and you know, not every fighter reaches that level of sort of fandom. Yeah, of course, everybody then wants to have his piece of the pie. And, and yeah, why not me. I was uh, the IBO, the the WBO <laughs> cruiserweight champion, like. One of how many, you know, nobody kind of remembers yeah. who was the WBO Cruiserweight Champion in 1998. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, you know, yeah, you're right. And, um, and actually, and I like the formula that Tyson had with the, uh, with when he took on Jones in that exhibition. If that's sort of his formula moving forward, I don't see any uh, problem with it uh, because I, I thought that he understood and, and understands now, uh, you know, what his uh, limitations are and yes. and he kind of played into it the proper way. It's just some of these other guys uh, that are kind of coming out of the woodworks now. I just yes. don't really know uh, as far as their overall intention and how really that would so- go. Pretty soon we're gonna have like uh, Roberto Duran and Sugar Ray Leonard exhibition, <laughs> and yeah, then like Roberto would like get his revenge. He would like yeah. land a low blow or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, you know that would be interesting. Um, yeah. Also, on this same subject, I also saw that uh, another one of these type of fights that have been. Picking up at least some talk is uh, James Tony versus uh, Shannon Briggs, which oh, no. <laughs> I just don't think it's a good idea for James Tony, who's a, who's a great fighter, um, pretty much probably one of the one of the all time greats in that middleweight uh, type area, uh, depending on uh, where he's you rate now, him. He's now the donut eating champion, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> but James Tony clearly should not be fighting or taking any shots to the head. You can see that he's changed his speech pattern and all of that stuff has changed over the years. And that's the last thing that he needs to be doing at this point. Even though Shannon Briggs is older, uh, he's definitely in a better condition than James Tony is at this particular point. He's a little bit younger, I think. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't mean older as in older than Tony. I oh, mean yeah, he's yeah. an older. He was, I, what I meant was, 
Yeah, yeah he's an older fighter as well. That's you know, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, so he, so yeah, Briggs is viewed as one of those older guys that are yeah, out there. But he is too but, yeah. To, yeah, the punch. That's what he meant. Yeah, he's yeah. still active. I know he's working with other fighters, and yeah. he's did still in like top level condition. He, yeah, Tony he does hasn't look been, like you know, in top shape. The last time I saw him, yeah, Tony hasn't probably been in shape since the late 90s or something yeah, like that. You know? right. If you really look at it, because I think more of his move up was had to do with him not being able to put off that weight to get back down to some of those lower levels as opposed to uh, him what, just doing it. I remember you know? when he was, he was interviewed about that and then he was like, oh yeah, now I can eat more uh, more stuff. He yeah. started naming all the stuff he can eat now. Yeah. <laughs> like donuts yeah. and burgers and uh, I don't know. Yeah, and he, yeah, and he's, he, yeah, yeah, definitely. And he stylistically had the uh, type of style that would allow for him to go up and find some yeah. success just given his defensive nature and his craftiness. Yeah, he but, was um, like very, yeah, that's right. He's Yeah, really, I don't think yeah, so I don't good, think he moved you know, up without out cash, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Because he was so good defensively. He, he wasn't really a guy who needed to move so much, I, I guess, you know. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. So he didn't need such a great stamina, maybe. Yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting. So that's out there. Uh, I saw it. I actually ran across it on Instagram. It was being promoted by James Tony uh, from his uh, Instagram profile. And it was he was taking a shot at Briggs, so I think Tony is serious about it, but of course, we'll see if... Yeah, I, and very, I'm not sure. Very stubborn yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, you know, it will come down to the commissions. I would like to say that the commissions probably wouldn't license him, but then again, uh, when money is involved, you just never know. Well, Stranger things happen. Well, we're still on Tony. So I saw that, yeah. that that picture you put out with saying, I got milk, okay. baby. That was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I remember yeah, the first yeah, yeah. time I watched that interview, he was like, I got milk, baby. You know, <laughs> such a ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought it would be funny to put that there, considering that big cow in the background, you know. <laughs> yeah. It was one yeah, of the, the f- funniest, I think, uh, Shout outs by a boxer I never heard. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Then when he was going on, that was of course much earlier. Like Burger King, Burger King. <laughs> it was like, oh, yeah, wow, Tony is in <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Celebrate his birthday, whatever at Burger King. <laughs> oh yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, he was an interesting character, and uh, yeah, he was definitely, able. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that uh, the publicity behind that uh, crossover fight with Randy Couture, even though it didn't yeah. live up to the hype in, in any way. But there were a lot of publicity behind it, and it was funny uh, going through that process. Painful fight. <laughs> <laughs> Without a doubt. Wait, that was when he lost to Couture, wasn't that? Yeah, yeah. He basically, as soon as he went down, he couldn't get back yeah. up. Uh, Couture just held him down and practically <laughs> just, you know. But Tony he, probably he did work. Yeah, he did knock out one of the other MMA guys. Do you know who that was? It was one of them. Uh, no, I don't. I don't. I don't it's, know, it I slips don't. my mind. 
I remember him and Couture. Uh, I know there was a lot of build up to it and certain things that were taking place yeah. uh, prior to that ultimately coming to fruition. But uh, yeah, I had to look back on some of those details uh, to get there. But I know that, uh, you know, there had been others. Uh, Ray Mercer, uh, some years prior to that, had fought uh, Tim Silva, this former USC uh, heavyweight champion, and knocked him out. Yeah, this guy from uh, South Africa, Bota, Francis Bota. Oh, Francis Bota. So he starts over the MMA? Yeah, he he actually had a couple of wins, actually, there. Oh yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> but he was not very successful. He didn't stay there very long, of course. He was already well past forty, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Strong guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember. Uh, of course, yeah, he yeah been in with some pretty good guys. I remember yeah. uh, Tyson dropping him uh, with a hard. Yeah. Right. Cross. He was a pretty good fighter. He just lacked the big punch. That that was his big weakness, I think, Bolta. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna look him up because I feel like he fought not too long ago uh, at a time period when you expect that he wouldn't be back in the ring. Yeah. Oh, so it's 14. So I guess it's 2014 when he last was in the ring. Okay. In the boxing uh, ring. Yeah. But yeah. He's been very active for a long time, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, there was this uh, there was this fighter from Azerbaijan who fought on that DAZN card yesterday as well, who uh, is a heavyweight, four years old. His name is uh, Muhammad, uh, Muhammad or Muhammad, Muhammad Rasul. Oh, yeah. But I think they... Yeah, Muhammad. that's the guy. That's the one I was talking yeah, about. He's so I didn't know he was from Azerbaijan, but anyway, yeah. Yeah. I, I know that. Yeah, he uh yeah, yeah he fought on this his own card and he's uh he was three and oh three knockouts. He took on Andre Fedosov, yeah, who's this I believe he's a Russian fighter. Yeah. Now I knew who Fedosov was because I actually had saw him fighting in that uh, Boxino tournament that took place back before ESPN shifted from the uh, sort of Friday night fights type of uh, production before they got to where they are now. But I remember seeing him uh, fight in that tournament. Uh, And that's the same tournament where uh, Brian Adams, the guy we were talking about earlier who fought Charlo, he he fought in that tournament and ended up losing to I want to say John Thompson is the guy who got knocked out by him. Uh, and both of them, yeah, Brandon Adams, he's the guy that Charlo, uh, Jamal Charlo fought. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we were talking about earlier, he was a uh, sort of smaller, heavy, or middleweight. The future will be amazing. And that's all well and good. But what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400 horsepower Nissan Z. Or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. In heights and all that stuff. Small but he bought in for granite. <laughs> Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. But yeah, he fought in the middleweight version of that Boxino tournament. I think it was middleweight or one fifty four. 
but Fedosov was in the heavyweight version. I think he won it. So I was familiar with him from that, but he had been out since like 2018 prior to taking on uh, Majidov. I don't know if you saw the uh, actual any clips of the fight, but no, um, no. but actually, you know, it didn't take long. Uh, uh, Majidov, he has a very solid and strong jab, and I thought that would have been uh, problematic for Fedosov uh, if the fight would have gone on more. But Fedosov caught him with a crazy. Uh, right uh, cross, I think it was a right cross, and it landed flush on uh, yeah. uh, Majidal's chin, and he went down, and the way he went down, his ankle rolled and bent in a way that oh, yeah. uh, it seemingly popped, and it went kind of limp a little bit for a split second there. Then he got up, and he, he couldn't put weight on it, and Fetisov hit him again, and uh, he was holding his knee. He just couldn't put weight on it. And uh, then the replays ultimately showed, yeah, it kind of got twisted in a way where it looked like his ankle, in some some regards or some way, kind of just like popped out or yes. or the socket wow. right there popped a little bit. And he's thirty four, so you know um, he was looking to kind of just continue on that trajectory because when you're thirty four and you and you're only three fights in and you turn pro late because he was a great amateur and all of that stuff. Yeah. I think he was really trying to traject towards, you know, the top, but I imagine it'll uh, take a little bit of a good period of time to heal that type of injury, because I feel like you could see where the bone had popped out of its socket there. Yeah. That was very unlucky. I did read about it. Actually. One of my friends, he posted something about it. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. It's not easy now to just continue and, uh, yeah, at that age, you know, it's going to take some time before he can really, you know, yeah. get somewhere. It's not, <laughs> maybe he will, he will not. Uh, yeah, you know, it'd be different if he was 24, but he's, yeah, he's already right. 34 and uh injury like that. He had to go out on the stretcher. He didn't want to, but, uh, Mm. Uh, yeah, but he had no choice because, yeah, you could just see that his stuff was messed up. So it'll be interesting to see what just, comes about and yeah. if he can actually come back, like you said, from something like this. Yeah. So I just want to bring up one guy who is from Croatia, uh, another okay. he- another heavy heavyweight, but uh, he was uh, going well for a while. You know, he also beat Kevin Johnson. For instance, but he, he stopped him actually in the eighth round, which a lot of people hadn't been able to do. Yeah, interestingly, exactly. <laughs> so this guy's uh, called uh, Peter Milas. So he's uh, from uh, yeah. I'm gonna look him up. So, but he had been pretty. He hasn't been active for quite a long time, actually. But now I heard from someone uh, who is from Croatia that he has signed with Frank Ward, so that's a pretty good, pretty good news. So uh, oh, yeah. hopefully he will be getting some fights. You know. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I was looking at Kingpin's record. I don't know if I ever saw this fight because I, I only last remember Kevin Johnson when he uh, fought. Um, what's the name? Uh, what is the name? Not walk. Uh, <laughs> Hergovich. Hergovich. Yeah. yeah, you're on it. Yeah, Hergovich. Yeah, that's when I last, you know, kind of heard uh, of 
Kevin Johnson's name out there. So yeah, I don't think I saw this right, but yeah, this guy looks like um yeah, he's uh he was ten and oh at the time coming in and he was able to stop him, like I said, yeah, that's yeah, crazy. He's pretty solid so far. He has defeated a couple of other kind of decent fighters also, but uh so as I said, I don't don't know when was his last fight, 2019 maybe. Looks like, yeah, 2019. He hasn't fought since October of 2019. So we're, yeah, he's uh, pretty much a year and a, a year and a half out to the most part. Yeah. Um, so he's going to have to have a, yeah. a little longer road back to, yeah. Yeah, he's only 25 and, uh, yeah, yeah. I imagine he wants to be active. I wonder uh, why he isn't active because, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know who he signed with? Yeah, that's right. So he's got pretty good uh, size for a heavyweight. I mean, now <laughs> he's almost 6'5", you know, so he seems Do like... you recall who he's uh, signed with? Uh, Frank Warren. Oh, Frank Warren. Okay. Okay. He's yeah, that's interesting because I know Frank Warren has had some uh, cards, especially it seemed like it would have been good to get him on uh, like one of those Daniel Dubois versus uh, anyone cards, yeah, exactly. especially the Joe Joyce one, you know. It seems like Frank yeah. Warren has been pushing heavyweights. So. And Dubois, he is actually now going to fight uh, with who? Uh, there was one guy. Uh, let's see. I can't remember. I know this guy was not. He's not on the boys' level, but uh, I guess. Oh, I see. Yeah. They knew. knew. I think Ijagba fought him. Who? Or maybe not. No, Pulev fought him actually. Uh, oh, yeah, Bogdan that's Romanian. Dinu. Yeah, Dinu. Yeah, that's right. Dinu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Ijagba, but yeah, oh, I remember no. that Pulev fight. Yeah, uh, yeah. Pula was able to stop him, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, Dino is not you know completely garbage, but I don't think he can beat the boys. So, you know. yeah, yeah, same here. I, I, you know what? I think it's not a bad, it's it's not a bad comeback fight uh, coming off of that loss to Joyce. I think that's pretty good. I'm sure they certainly could have found some lower tier heavyweights. Dinu is not a world beater or anything, but uh, yeah, that's true. He's you know solid sort of like very big guy, B plus B yeah. level guy. Yeah, you know. Yeah, or wait, was it him that was? No, maybe not. Maybe it was the other Romanian who was six foot seven. You know, that guy Soyanu. <laughs> He's oh, yeah. yeah, he's six five. Yeah, Dinu yeah, is six five. But I know that Dinu was. Knocked out by Pule, was it? Was he not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he also got knocked out by uh, Jarrell Miller. So I knew I had saw yeah. both fights where he lost. Jarrell Miller did beat him uh, as well. Uh, yeah, so that's so. You know, yeah, yeah. I think that's a uh, formidable uh, as far as Dubois in what will be his sort of comeback fight and um. Hmm. Yeah, trying yeah, to probably so build that confidence back or whatever. June and it'll be 5th. interesting to see how it looks. Yeah. So it's on June the 5th. Uh, yeah. Gonna okay. Cool. Uh, I want to check that out then. I wonder if it'll, it'll probably be BT Sports or something like that, I guess. Um, but, yeah, that should be interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I think uh, 
Yeah, the boy still has potential. He's young enough that uh, as long as he has the confidence to not let this loss break him and the fact that he's hopping back in, you know, uh, this quickly after what I'm sure was a, a pretty uh, tough uh, eye injury shows that, hey, he, he, he still has something in there. So it'll be interesting. It was. I mean, uh, it was a very <laughs> – well, the way he lost was a little bit, you, you might say, unlucky, you know, because uh, yeah, he was being the better guy. Or, or I, I would yeah. say most of the fight, you know, and landing some re- really good shots. But the guy he was yeah. fighting was just, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> a monster. <Yeah. laughs> so indeed, indeed, and he's he's a big, strong guy, and yeah. uh, maybe in hindsight, uh, who can take punch wouldn't have been as really good. yeah, he can. And, and in hindsight, maybe Du Bois wouldn't come out as aggressive as he did because yeah. I feel like he may have started to feel his power a little bit and thought that he could get uh, Joyce out of there early, uh, and that ultimately didn't play into his favor that aggressive uh nature early yeah, on that's, that's was such a big cool, guy yeah. yeah he was just because uh, it was the first time he was fighting him and uh he thought oh, yeah. you know i can i can get him out of there just uh, i just have to land, yeah. land enough the big shots and you know be very aggressive but it didn't work that way <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, it, it definitely uh, did not. And I was actually that actually made me look at. I want to see what is uh, going on with Joe Joyce. So I was wondering if in, if him and Usyk would ultimately fight. I don't know if that's gonna happen. <clears throat> I wonder if he's gonna start coming out to fights with that big skull cap, like you know, because his uh, alias is the. The juggernaut, like the guy from. Oh Ed yeah, <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure that would get some uh, sort of crossover attention. For yeah. sure. <laughs> like I'm the juggernaut. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um. So he's out. So yeah. I wonder if him and um. So Usyk. Yeah. So he fought Chisora in October. You know, I haven't heard any real definitive chatter around that fight, but I, I wouldn't mind seeing um, Usyk. Usyk and Joyce, but maybe is Usyk, was he some kind of mandatory for uh, one of the belts that Joshua has or something of that nature? I think so. WBO, because, maybe because he was, uh, just a second. Yeah, I think he was, he was for one of them anyway. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, because I was wondering, because, you know, immediately um, after, you know, both Usyk and Joyce fought, you know, their names came up uh, respectively between the two. And, um, yeah. But, yeah, nothing seems to have happened since then, of course. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, as far as the next fight for both of those guys, because with uh, Usyk having fought in October of last year and Joyce, uh, in November, it seemed like the stars pretty much were aligned for them to mm. take each other on in a rematch of, the, I guess, the World Series of Boxing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm just but it is an interesting thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, 
me first there's a pretty good uh, you know there are some good fights I guess that's the, the first really good card from now because <laughs> you have uh, Arislandi Lara fighting uh, yeah well, I did see that he was coming back to take on someone Thomas Lamana someone like Oh, Lamana, Lamana. Okay, yeah, yeah, I know Lamana. Then, yeah, it should be an interesting fight. I favor uh, Laura for sure, but um, should be an interesting fight. Yeah, and then Andy Ruiz, Chris Ariola, which is, of course, a, a total waste of time. But anyway. Yeah, and uh, that's one that uh, I don't get the angle with them putting this on pay-per-view. Probably the best fight on that is... Yeah. Um, <laughs> They have a – I forget who the undercard fight is, but there's one fight I saw that's on the undercard that is legitimate. Um, I just can't recall who it is exactly. But the fact that that's on pay-per-view, I think, does it, it does it a disservice for Andy Ruiz in trying to yeah. bounce back from what was a lackluster performance in defense of his titles after such a dramatic sort of star-provoking win uh, and I don't know what the strategy is behind that. Maybe it, that's all that could be done to get Ruiz the type of purse he wanted, because I'm sure that Ariola at this point, you can pretty much get him for, you know, probably a lower amount by comparison, since he's pretty much a foot out of the door in terms of competitiveness at the elite level. But I don't know what the angle is or strategy is as far as uh, Andrew Ruiz with this one, I and know. I don't suspect it would do too good at uh, do, yeah. do too good as far as buys. Are you all must be like thirty eight or something? I believe thirty seven, thirty eight. So. Yeah, and well past his uh, sort of formidable years. Uh, yeah, so he's actually and, as a boxer, he's more like forty five. <laughs> you might. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's even when he was, uh, even when he was sort of in what could be considered his prime, he wasn't necessarily in the best of shape yeah. during those times. Yes, so I, see. I was surprised that they, that Ruiz was going to take him on. But even more so surprised that it's a pay per view. Yeah, yeah, that's simply not not good, not right. I've seen Ruiz, uh, seen some. Uh, Footage of him working out, where so he he looked in a quite I mean a little better shape anyway than the last time we saw him. You know? So it looks like yeah he, yeah he's really making an, an you know a good uh, yeah effort. You got Eddie Reynoso. Uh, yeah, I think that probably yeah definitely probably being around that whole Canelo camp. I would think that it does uh, does him a service as far as at least seeing, you know, how someone like Canelo operates, whether, you know, he takes that on and continues to kind of uh, build upon that himself is, is another thing. But without a doubt, uh, Canelo's not one that we, we've seen uh, we could sell short as far as his commitment to – uh, all of the sort of back end stuff prior to stepping into a fight. I've never seen him step into a fight hmm. in anything less than, you know, top condition, especially uh, now that he's hit sort of like his prime uh, for sure. Maybe it could be argued early on when he was like, well, welterweight or whatnot, but 
he's he's really on his game now. So I, I would hope that being around him right now in this setting, this time frame would be of benefit to Ruiz as far as seeing how he should carry himself as a champion, especially now that he uh, could have swandered away, you know, one of his uh, only chances at, you know, getting another one of these titles, you know, yeah. and he had three of them. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. He had three of them, three of the major titles. Just think about that, you know. Yeah. How could you not dedicate yourself uh, <laughs> for that rematch, you know? Yeah, it's not something you want to waste away, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Mm. All right. Um, yeah, I think... Uh, we can uh, probably end this piece right here and then, uh, you know, we can come back at a later time to tackle some of the other pieces. So it was great uh, going over this version of what has taken place over this weekend. And uh, until next time, of course, Slavin, uh, we will link up again. Yeah, sure. Of course. <laughs> all right. So be sure all of you listeners go out there. Facebook, it's Boxing Haven. Go join the Boxing Haven if you're a boxing fan, it is. And I know that Facebook has switched up the rules, so I think anyone can join in some capacity now right. with this new change or whatever. But Boxing Haven on Facebook, it is there, so be sure to check that out. And, of course, if you check out 86 Boxing, you will see that we recommend Boxing Haven. So until then, excuse me, everyone, definitely enjoy your week. The future will be amazing, and that's all well and good. But what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400-horsepower Nissan Z. Or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel anytime. Hi, it's Carl Deichler, CEO of Beachbody. And I'm giving away 10,000 free memberships a week to try our amazing Beachbody fitness and nutrition programs. Pick any program and just follow it step by step, like our 21-day fix program or the ab shredding muscle burns fat program. Plus, there's free support in personalized fitness groups with our community of over 2 million members. Now is the time, so don't wait. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great.